My bad. Here we go. Good evening. All right. Wonderful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. We're certainly glad that you're here. I see many, many guests tonight. And we appreciate you being in the service. We are going to get started here. We're here. There's an echo. I am echoing, 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 echoing. We're glad, we're glad, we're glad, we're glad. You're here, you're here, you're here, you're here. All right. It's giving them time to get that fixed, 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 fixed. If I keep, if I keep doing that, it's going to throw them off, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm glad we can laugh in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're going we're gonna, to uh, begin right away tonight. Let's, uh, let's have a word of prayer, and uh, then we're going to sing, all right? Let's, let's bow our heads for prayer, if you will. Father, we love you so very, very much. We're grateful for your blessings. Thankful, Lord, for this season. And this season is all about you. It's all about the birth of your Son who gave us his precious life. And Lord, indeed, it is precious because it was your son. It's indeed precious because he gave his life for us. We thank you so very much for that. Lord, we do pray tonight that you would be with the choir. Bless them. Every phase, every part of it, and all those that are participating tonight, we ask your greatest of blessings on every heart. And for every person who is here tonight to enjoy uh, the cantata, we ask, Lord, as well, that they would uh, see Jesus this evening. We love you, we thank you, we honor you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'll stand to our feet, if you would, please. Brother Eddie's going to come and lead us in a song this evening. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Thank you. 
may be seated. Amen. We, we are thrilled tonight to be able to um, host this to cantata. And again, we uh, want to give our thanks for you being here tonight. And I hope that you will enjoy the title of it this evening is A Son is Given. said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end.
We come now to our final case of the day, and if everyone will bear with us a little while longer, we'll try to have you home in time for the holidays. Mr. Covey, what is our next case? Next, we have a defendant charged with a DUI and with fleeing the scene of the accident. Your Honor, if I could just ask a quick favor. Hello, Sarah. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Your Honor. I thought this was going to be a quick case, but here stands one of our noble public defenders to dissuade me of that possibility. I'm sorry, Your Honor. If you could just grant me a brief extension with my client, we quite haven't had enough time to prepare. Come on, Sarah. Don't drag this out any longer. It's an open and shut case. Why are we stalling? This is anything but open and shut, Chad. Miss Novak, I could give you a very brief continuance, but any longer than an hour or so, and your client will have to spend Christmas back in his cell. It'll just take a few minutes, Your Honor. Concur with your client, Miss Novak, and we'll see you back in 45 minutes. Thank you, Your Honor. you aren't aware, slouching in the corner and hiding your face from the judge is very suspicious behavior. I can't face him again. Who? Judge Hammond? Do you know him? 
Yeah, I can't face him again. Why? Are you worried you can't get a fair trial? We could ask for a different judge or ask him to recuse himself. Well, it doesn't matter. I can't help you if you won't work with me. Well, fine. Look, I don't have a lot of time here. Just tell me what happened. Well, it's like I told you on the phone. I fell asleep at the wheel. Simple as that. It was just an accident. And you weren't under the influence of alcohol? No, I told the cop that and the other attorney. I don't know why you keep asking me that. Probably because of your past DUI. Well, that was almost 20 years ago. So that's what this is really about? Finally gonna stick it to me? I knew I never should have come back here. Come back? You don't live here? No, I got out of this town as soon as I could and haven't been back since. And why were you coming back last night? Well, I came back to see my mom. She has cancer, so I needed to come back. I'm sorry. It happens. Just to clarify, you were driving to your mother's house at 2 a.m.? Yeah, I had worked all day and left late, so I drove straight through the night to get here. When I came off the exit, I must have started to drift off. I didn't realize how tired I was. I was almost there when I think I just nodded off for a second. And that's when you struck the parked car and the courthouse sign. What's the point of all this? Maybe you should take this a little more seriously. This would be your second DUI. The prosecutor will want to lock you up for 30 days minimum. That's ridiculous. I wasn't even drinking. I've been sober for two years. Then how do you explain fleeing the scene? Well, I didn't flee the scene. Yes, you did. No, I was cold and tired. I hit my head and thought if I could just get home, then I would report it. You still left the scene of an accident. Well, all I hit was a parked car. That doesn't matter. Well, it should. I didn't do anything wrong, and you got nothing on me. Mr. Friedman, I am your attorney, and I am trying to defend you. And you are not making life any easier for either of us by being belligerent. It doesn't matter. He's going to throw the book at me anyway. The judge? Craig, if you have something to tell me, just say it. It doesn't matter. It's hopeless. Sorry for the inconvenience, Mr. Covey. No problem, Judge. They sure are taking their dear sweet time. I'm it's just sorry to see the Public Defender's Office abuse your kindness again. It's fine. We want to ensure that everyone receives fair representation. Trust me, Your Honor. At this stage, they're always guilty. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in this situation. Now, that is quite a jaded view of our, of our justice system. I'm just saying you can't be in my line of work for this long and not know that these creeps are all the same. I should remind you that we are talking about a human being. Yes, and it's basic human nature. A criminal needs to be punished. If you let him off, he only falls right back into his old ways. People don't change. I appreciate your sense of justice, Mr. Covey, but you seem to be forgetting the place of mercy and forgiveness and rehabilitation, and not to mention the whole pesky of innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> You're changing the subject. No, I would simply remind you that no one is perfect, but for the grace of God, any of us could fall into all sorts of evil. All right, Judge, I know you teach Sunday school, but this ain't a Sunday school lesson. And this isn't a little sin problem or minor indiscretion. I get that you should forgive mistakes, but not really bad actions. Not when they cause harm. Mr. Covey, we are all sinners. 
All we like sheep have gone astray, and we all are deserving of punishment. Now who's the jaded pessimist? That's an awfully bleak outlook for Christmas Eve. It would be if that were the end of the story, but it's only the beginning. Christ, Christmas reminds us that the sinner can fe not fear or despair, and it gives way to joy. Just remember to be respectful and honest. 
I can tell you from past experience, you are lucky it is Judge Heyman in today and not Judge Dorsey Kimbrell or Judge Robert Holden. <laughs> Ms. Novak, are you and your client ready? Yes, Your Honor. Thank you for your patience. You too, Chad. May we proceed? Yes. Uh, we will now hear the case of uh, Mr. Where are my papers? Here, Your Honor. Oh, thank you. Yes. The case of Mr. Craig. Your Honor. I told you it's hopeless. Mr. Craig Freeman. It's like a ghost from the past. I must alert counsel that I am intimately familiar with this defendant and due to our past history, I think it may be necessary before him to stand before a different judge. Your Honor, I am aware that there is some history between the two of you. However, my client is desperate to have his case heard. He came here for the holidays to see his mother, who is dying. Dying of... Cancer. Yeah, yes, I am aware. To wait for another judge would potentially leave my client in custody over these precious few days. Additionally, it would be difficult for him to make bail. He has requested that you please hear his case. And how does the defendant plead to the charges of DUI and fleeing the scene of an accident? He pleads not guilty to the DUI, but guilty to the leaving of the scene of the accident. And I should add, he would like to waive his right of a trial by jury. For the record, Your Honor, the state has no objection to waiving a jury trial. Mr. Friedman? Craig, at least look at him. Mr. Friedman, is it true that you wish to waive your rights as a trial jury and stand before me? Yes. The court will take a brief recess. Your Honor? Okay, Craig, spill. What is going on? How in the world do you know Judge Hammond? I caused his son's death. What? Yeah, I caused his son's death. And you just threw yourself on his mercy? What have you done?
I was a stupid kid. It was my 17th birthday, so I went to a party with some friends. Someone showed up with some alcohol. Everyone was pressuring me to drink. It was my birthday, after all. You don't have to explain it to me. Well, you're my counselor, right? My advocate? Might as well know who you're advocating for. Craig. Well, I don't know how many drinks that I had. It didn't even seem like that many. Suddenly I realized how late it was and didn't want my mom to be suspicious. So I grabbed my keys and left. Somebody tried to stop me, but I thought I was fine to drive. I knew I was drunk, but I also knew I could do it. I was fine. I don't even remember exactly how it happened, but I swerved. I never saw him. He was out jogging, practicing for a track meet. I didn't see him. It was just an accident. Of course it was. It wasn't my fault. No. What am I saying? Of course it wasn't my fault. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry too. My life ended that night. Craig, I don't want to assume what you've been through, but didn't you already pay the penalty for that mistake? Didn't you serve a sentence? Manslaughter. DUI manslaughter. Isn't it an awful word? Manslaughter? I was convic convicted and sentenced to two years, then released earlier for good behavior, probably just because of my age. Then you can find solace that justice was served. Well, who's justice? Jason's still dead, and I still killed him. Sure, I was punished, but it never didn't bring him back. It didn't wipe away any of my guilt, did it? Today, I couldn't even look at the judge in the face, not one time. You have to move on and at least try to live a normal life. Well, when you cause someone else's death, you don't get to live a normal life. I can't move on. It's a debt I can't repay. Have you tried talking to a doctor or a counselor or maybe even somebody at a church? <laughs> well, nobody wants me in church. Come on. Nobody wants me in heaven. I don't deserve heaven, and you all know it. Well, I, I don't think anyone gets to decide if they deserve heaven. I'm sorry, Your Honor. We're ready. Uh, it's no problem. I didn't mean to eavesdrop. I just wasn't expecting to hear a discussion about heaven. And, well, I guess with the season and all. I don't understand. I think he means Christmas. Precisely, Sarah. You know that Christmas is the time when Jesus came down to earth and opened heaven for all mankind. No. You would know, sir, as the resident Sunday school teacher. Again, thank you for your patience. Sorry for taking for so long. We are ready to proceed. Very well. Opened heaven to man. How would he do that? Poverty's embrace, 
Furthermore, my client did not stagger and stumble or slink off into the shadows as my esteemed colleague so vividly imagined. Watch the video. In fact, I would assert that he did not intend to flee the scene at all. He was disoriented, tired, and seeking shelter from the cold. He was also too desperate to see his mother, as he was under the belief that she could die at any moment. He didn't think he had done anything wrong. My client fell asleep at the wheel, and there is no evidence he was under the influence of any substance. Your Honor, as I stated previously, there is plenty of evidence this was a DUI. Go back to the flight. Just go back to the flight. You're like a broken record. The skid marks, the extent of the damage, the lateness of the hour, and most importantly, the fact that he fled the scene. Why else would he flee the scene? Your Honor. Because he was drunk, and he didn't want to get caught. You can't take a breathalyzer when you're nowhere to be found. It's so convenient. Your Honor, I have so many objections. I don't even know where to start. If both of you are quite finished with your theatrical performances, I believe that we can bring this case to a close. At this point, I have heard from both of you, as well as the defendant, and we seem to be descending into a cycle of squabbling. I've heard your briefings, and I am ready to rule. Look, whatever happens, we can appeal. No, fate brought me here. I deserve what's coming to me, so why resist? Will the defendant, Mr. Craig Freeman, please step forward? After hearing all of the arguments and viewing the CTTVT footage and hearing your testimony, I find as follows. For the charge of driving under the influence, I find the defendant guilty. Not guilty. What? Craig. And to the charge of leaving the scene of an accident, I find the defendant guilty. And in determining the sentence of this crime, I have to look at the defendant's criminal record, including a previous DUI, manslaughter, of which I am painfully familiar. And due to the extent of the damages caused to the courthouse building, I in the suspicious circumstances of you fleeing the scene of an accident, I find you the maximum allowable fine, $4,000. It's okay, Craig. It's a big win. Surely we can come up with that amount somewhere. What's the judge doing? Mr. Covey, here is the payment in full for Craig's fine. And if there are any other damages and his insurance will not pay for it, I ask that you get with me and I will cover those as well. But, Your Honor. Take it to the clerk and tell him to get the paperwork in order and I would greatly appreciate that. Judge Hammond, you can't do this. Go home, Craig. Go home and be with your mother. You're free. But how could you do this? I forgive you, Craig. It's about time you accept my forgiveness. But much more than your forgiveness, I would ask that you would be heard what you've heard in church and from your mother. But you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. I tried once, but how can he really forgive me after all the pain that I've caused and the life that I've wasted? You of all people know why I can't be saved. You're wrong, Craig. He died for you. He loves you. He can truly forgive you, and he's waiting for you. Can it really be true? The Bible says.
can it be that a man who died 2,000 years ago is what our world so broken needs today? Can it be that he truly is the only Son of God who healed the sick and even raised the dead? Can it be that he's living today? Can it be that he conquered the grave? Can it be that a soul who will call on his name shall be free? says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation I do believe and I confess that he is my Lord and Savior amen son there's a new name written down in glory thank you judge and thank you for forgiving me I know it doesn't help but I want you to know that my whole life I felt so guilty for what happened, 
I've suffered every day since that awful night. Do you know what I want more than your suffering? Your redemption. But how could you fail away toward me, of all people? O only God. I feel so strange, like this huge weight of guilt is lifting off. I feel, I finally feel... Justified? Huh? Justified. It means made right or declared righteous. Well, I can never be righteous. I know that. No, not with any of your righteousness of your own. But now that Christ is your Savior, you take his perfect righteousness. We can never earn salvation or wash away our many sins. But by faith in the atoning work of Jesus Christ, we are cleansed. The penalty of our sin is paid. The righteous wrath of God toward our sin is appeased. And God declares that from now on and forevermore, we are justified.
Your Honor, can we speak for a minute? That scene in there was truly touching, but I hope you don't hold it against me for saying I don't understand how you could forgive him so quickly and so easily. Well, to be honest, uh, it wasn't quick or, or easy. Sir, that was your perfect chance to avenge your son's death. He didn't even serve his full sentence. I don't understand that kind of forgiveness. It seems to me like you would want justice. Justice. Mr. Covey, I, I love justice and I seek justice. My hope is eternal justice, but not my justice and, and not yours. I apologize. I see where you're going, Your Honor. You mean God's justice. Exactly. What is justice without mercy? And what is mercy without justice? But your son. Yes, I lost my son, my only child. And I doubt that that pain will ever go away. But today I couldn't stop thinking about how another father lost his only son. And that perfect, innocent son died for the very men who caused his pain. I'm one of those guilty men. Mr. McCovey, and so are you. You asked me how I could forgive him so quickly. Simply, really, I can forgive him because I'm forgiven. I must forgive because I'm forgiven. And through forgiveness comes freedom and peace and joy inexpressible.
What a tremendous uh, program tonight. Thank you. If we could have the house lights, if you don't mind, please. Um, sitting there thinking while uh, the, the, uh, the actors were doing their part. And these verses came to my mind. I know the theme tonight and the title was A Son is Given. And we read about that in Isaiah chapter number 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Government shall be upon his shoulders. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. That's what he's, he's called. How did, he, how did it come about that he would be given those names? What was it that Jesus Christ accomplished? Can I read it to you? And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What an amazing truth that is that we find in God's word. And I can't help but be reminded as well of what John wrote. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. For those verses of scripture that I've quoted to you tonight. We, we have seen it tonight. In the play the judge who was righteous in his judgment in whatever judgment that he gave the guilty he admitted his guilt but then to me the most beautiful part was the fact that the judge paid the penalty Wow you know, that's, uh, that is it's certainly and exactly what happened to you and I because you and I also are guilty. We're guilty of sin. But yet the one who is the judge, he paid the penalty for us. Jesus paid that penalty for you and I in giving his life. And God, again, John three seventeen, God did not send him to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. God didn't send Jesus to condemn you or I, but God sent Jesus to redeem us. But that only comes by faith. It only comes by our trusting in him. As 3.16 says, Whosoever believeth. I'm wondering tonight, where do you fit in that? Which one would you be here? 
we all would recognize the fact that we're all guilty. But I wonder tonight, have you been pardoned? Have you been found not guilty because of the judge who could safely say on your behalf and give to you a chance? He's done that for you. He's given many of all of us multiple chances and multiple opportunities to put our faith in Jesus Christ. Can I ask you to do one thing? Don't reject Him again. Don't reject Him again. My fear is this, that some continuously reject and reject and reject and reject. So, well, one day the Lord will say, I'm finished, I'm done. There's no more offers. Don't be that one that loses the offer of eternal life. Let's bow our heads for just a moment, if you would, please. Everybody's head bowed and eyes closed. I want to ask you two questions. How many tonight here could say with confidence in your heart, and you know this in your mind, you know this in your heart, Pastor Haskett, if something happened to me and I were to die next week, I know beyond any doubt, I know that I would go to heaven. Can you confidently raise your hand? I know that, preacher. I know that tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, let me ask you this question. And I would, I would want you, and I hope and I pray that you'll be honest with me tonight as uh, the choir has sung and everything that's been said tonight has been honest from the heart. I want you to be honest with me when I ask you this question. Is there anybody here tonight that, that would um, honestly say, Pastor, if something happened to me next week and I were to die, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. I know I don't want to go to hell, but I just don't know that I would go to heaven. Would you pray for me? Is there anybody at all here like that tonight? Would you do so? Well, let, let me know that by just raising your hand right straight up. I promise I won't come to you. I won't call you out. I won't embarrass you. Two hands just went up over here. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Thank you. I see that hand. That's three. Is anyone else? Four. Thank you. Five. Thank you. Anybody else? Pastor, I'm just not sure about heaven. Would you pray for me? Anybody else? Thank you, buddy. I see that hand. Thank you, honey. I see that hand. All right, I'm going to do this tonight. I know this is a little bit different, but I think it's in order for tonight. With everybody else, nobody's looking around, nobody but me. If you raised your hand on that second question, I want you to look at me. If you raised your hand on that second question, I want you to look at me. Do you, are you really serious? Are you really serious? And I'm looking and scanning. Are you really serious? Do you really want to know how you can get to heaven? If you're really serious about that. The Bible tells us this. That we're all sinners. And there, there's a penalty for sin. And that penalty is death. But you see, what Jesus did is he came and he gave his life and he died for you. He died for you, young man. He loves you. He died for you, young lady. He loves you. 
over here, sir, he died for you. He loves you. Yeah, man, Jesus loves you and he died for you too. I want you to do this. I mean, here's an opportunity for you right now. And I want you to say these in your own words. See, say this in your own words. Preacher, this is, not, this is not how you usually do it. I know. I know it's not how I usually do it. But listen, I'm talking to these four or five people here right now. I want you to do this in your own words. I want you to say this. Lord Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner. In just a second, I want you to say this. I realize that I'm a sinner, sinner and there's a penalty for sin. And I want you to forgive me and come into my heart. And I, I ask that you would save me tonight. Can you do that? Okay, I want you to bow your head. You four that looked at me. I want you to, five that looked at me. I want you to bow your head. And I want you to say that right now. In your own heart. Say it right now. Our Father, thank you for these that had the courage to raise their hand. And secondly, they had the courage to look at me. Lord, obviously that you, you have dealt with their heart. You see into the depths of their soul and you know whether they had, before they walked in tonight, trusted you tonight. But they raised their hand unsure of heaven. I pray, Lord, right now that as they have in their heart asked you to forgive them and to come into their heart and save them, I pray that they will have done that with all sincerity, with all the assurance in their heart. Your word tells us that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if they have done that tonight, Lord, you have saved them. They can walk out this evening with the assurance that heaven is their home. Not having to worry about the awful place called hell. And I thank you for that tonight. I pray, Lord, that again, you would continue to give them courage and work in their hearts, work in their lives. And may we be a help and an encouragement to them and a blessing. And teach them and train them and disciple them in the way that they should go. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody.